0: Right, we're back again after a week hiatus due to the FFA Cup for the MPL Sunday show. It's Scott and Adam with you once again. Adam, it's been another highly entertaining weekend of football.
1: Yeah, so uh, good to have league football back and, uh, and uh, not a drop of rain, or at least uh, not significant rain. Uh, it's, unfortunately, a few, few grounds around uh, at the moment still affected by it. But uh, overall, it's good to have some, some normality back with our uh, weekend football.
0: In most certain years, and you can never go without a drop of rain here in the southeast East Queensland, particularly when it is football season. Now, before we get into the NPL results over the weekend, Adam, what was your big picture takeaway from the weekend?
1: Uh, look, I think uh, I think from the NPL side of things, I think that uh, the teams that are, are sort of, you know, in the top positions are certainly playing very good football. I think it's, again, we're still sort of getting that establishment where the top teams are now sort of coming to the fore.
0: Absolutely. For me, there's a couple of teams, Morton Bay and Brisbane Roar, who are looking desperately to push in to that top four, and they look like they could very well do so. But at the moment, they're just just that half yard off, aren't they? They're closing, but not quite there. So we'll talk about that now. And we'll actually, we'll go into a bit of a reversal this week, because we'll start off with the game on Sunday night at the Croatian Sports Centre between the Gold Coast Knights and Brisbane Roar Academy, which ended up being a 2-1 win for Gold Coast Knights. Alex Parsons gave the Roar the lead after, after about 23 minutes, I think it was, with a great finish, and then the Knights came back through Max Brown and Marek Madley, and this was a really, really tight game between two sides who you get the feeling are going to be right there at the business end of the season.
1: Yeah, that's, as I alluded to answering your question, like I said this. This was second and third going into this match, and it was played at a very, very high quality, especially for you know we're only five round into the season, as well as, you know, come, some of these coming off a break. Um, but this was a high-quality game, and, you know, both both sides should be congratulated, you know, sort of for that, because it was a highly-quality you know, and also highly entertaining yeah. game.
0: It most certainly was. Now, the Raw did start off the game really well, obviously. Because they, were, they took the lead, as I mentioned, through Alex Parsons, and he was instrumental for the was in that first half when he was able to go off early in the second half, I think, he played ga- a game on Friday night in the A-League, Meant he was on a bit of a minutes restriction, unfortunately, but his impact was obvious on this side, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's riding a real wave of confidence at the moment, Alex Parsons. Um, and I said a very productive weekend for him, you know. He was there, he played, uh, come off the bench, you know, at Campbelltown on Friday night for the Raw A League side. Played, um, yeah, fifty five minutes today at, at Carrara, and those fifty five minutes were quality. He he looks a player at the moment that is, you know, almost a game-changer because you can see that a lot of the Raw's attacks in the first half, you know, were centred around him. And it was actually nice when he came off that that's where the tides start turning in favour towards the home side.
0: Yeah, it was his eighth goal of the season in just four or five games now. So it's a fantastic start to the season for Alex Parsons. And I don't know, yet, Adam, but I really think this Raw side, if they can keep this team on the field, we know that over with the Raw over the history in the NPL, it's hard for them to keep teams together, given players get promoted into the A-League squad, they have time off and all the rest of it. But I think if they can keep this team on the field, they've got every chance of breaking into this top four because at the moment, it's a really well-settled team. And when they are playing and playing well, it really does look like they're one of the elite teams.
1: Absolutely. I think this is a side as well. And let's not forget that this is a side that's been sort of together now. This is, you know, since the start of last season. That's, you know, it going all the way back before the, um, before the... The lot, the shutdown, um, and and yeah, it's it, you can now see you know what was being built you know almost a year ago is now so sort of really coming to fruition. There's there are players that are coming in, players that have left. You know that side. One of the key you know components of that side last year was actually playing in the opposition, saying Kai Topaldo. But generally speaking, this is a side that's been the nucleus side has been around for a while, and they are really starting to you know. Show, show that, you now they are a class team. You know, I'm, I'm talking about guys like uh, Hassan Ramazani, you know. You know, we know how good uh, Jordan Courtney Perkins is. Even Cyrus Demi at the moment, he looks like a real threat where he is just, he is just running at defenders at the moment. And he, and he's, been, you know, really sort of, you know, looking the goods as well. So this is a sell side, and you, you'd hope as well that they, they'll be um, not only kept together as far as MPL, but I'm sure opportunities as we've already seen, for them to play, be playing senior football as well on the side.
0: Well, most of those players you mentioned have had their opportunities so far. at the It wasn't quite to be today for the Brisbane Royal Academy, but it may very well be in the future, because it looks very, very bright at the moment. Now, Gold Coast Knights did get the win, and they did have to fight back from one goal down, which shows you the character within that Gold Coast Knights side I and mean, and this is the first time we've had a chance to see them play in person this year, and I, I think there's not a lot to change there. They still look like the same old Gold Coast Knights to me, who are strong physically, but they've also got real touches of quality throughout that side, which is just which is what told today.
1: Yeah, look, we always we worried sort of somewhat, and I think it reflected our you know early season predictions on our flagship uh, our podcast show, and those predictions that,
0: have been burned. Oh, absolutely. <laughs>
1: that, that, that's they they they've been you know. It's different now, but um, you know, we're worried about Gold Coast Knights. You now, you know how badly were they going to be affected by losing uh, Harry, Harry Sawyer as well at up front, and as well as Oscar Dillon at the back. And but uh, they've recruited very, very smartly, you know, in that. And in a sort of in replacements, you've got uh, Yun Yabe, who's come across from Gold Coast um, United. You've got Marek Madlak who actually looks. A much better player, you know, in the first five weeks than he probably did for most of his time at Peninsula Power. Not sure why, um, you can speculate. I'm not that's not our job to do, but um, yeah, they've been really different. And this just this Gold Coast Knights team. It looks like you know business as usual for them, and you know, they've got that one loss on the record, but realistically, they deserve probably you know at least to get something out of you know that that opening round game against Lions.
0: Absolutely, they were very unfortunate that night. Now, I was going to ask you about Marek Madley, but you've already answered that question, so I won't ask you again. But he does look a lot sharper this year than he did than years before. He looked like in those days when he was at Lions SC, yeah. when he went, first went there, it looks like he's getting very well much back into that form. And if that's the case, then Gold Coast have got a great striker on their hands. Now, let's hear what Marek Madley had to say after the game. So he caught up with, with James, who was there tonight with us as well. And we also caught up with Chris Cross. So let's hear what both Marek and Chris had to say after the results tonight down there on the Gold Coast.
2: All right, scorer of the winning goal, Marek Madley. Marek, hard game this afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, I don't think that the couple of weeks we had with the uh, training being cancelled a couple of times and um, the games being postponed due to COVID helped us as well because obviously we don't train every every day like Brisbane Roar and um, it kind of uh, messed up our schedule. But boys got together. We were training Friday, Saturday, got a game today. So I think, yeah. We did, we did well to, to prepare for the game but it was definitely a tough tough game tonight. And you had to come from behind. What was going through the what was being said when you guys were trailing 1-0? Oh look we we knew that Brisbane Roar will be fit, they'll be on the top of the game, but uh, we knew we had the experience on our side, the physical side of things as well, were playing in our hands. So we were confident we can come back and, and, and we luckily did, but it wasn't it wasn't easy. We had a game plan. Uh, which we uh, which we set ourselves up for for this game and and actually worked. So the second goal was actually what we were trying to do the whole um, Friday and Saturday um, and how we wanted to play and it worked out well. So, and to- just talking through that second goal as well, right place, right time for you. Fantastic
1: ball across from Stollery.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Curtis put a put a great ball. I was just telling him it was a. Uh, it was what we were missing last couple of games I think and and Pos, Pos knew that as well and and, and he was telling the, uh, the wingers to uh, to put a ball in a in a, in a um in the six uh, six yard box and it's just always a tough tough one for a keeper and, and the defenders to defend so uh, it worked this time and hopefully um, we can learn from it and use it in the in the next games as well and final question you sure look like you're enjoying life at gold coast united right uh, yeah. Gold Coast Knights, right yeah yeah no uh night has been has been great you know ever since i came and um, it's a great club you know family vibes and um the boys and um, get around each other great experience great dressing room Hopefully we can we can um, get something this year. I mean, uh, obviously Knights want to win the league last last two years, so hopefully we can get fair time like and, and do it again. Perfect. All right. Well, good luck for the rest of the season, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks. Cheers.
0: Thank good. I'm by the coach of the Royal, Chris Crossman. Chris, you started so brightly. They got a goal in front and just unfortunately faded away. But in the second half.
3: Yeah, it's disappointing. I think. Um, I think we, we spoke about a lot of things. Um, we knew Max Brown was going to be a player that was going to come in late and deep, uh, something that we didn't deal with anywhere near any well enough. Um, and to be fair, tonight we looked scared to play, um, which was disappointing. I think uh, from the start we had to deliver what we did tonight, I think it was disappointing. I think you know, they, they, played, they played well. I think they, they knew what their strengths were. They played to them. We knew what their strengths were. We didn't combat them well enough and um, yeah, it's disappointing.
0: We spoke to you a couple of weeks ago at Lions and you said your goal was to push for the top four. Is this the sort of game that you need to start really trying to win and do you, do you get some confidence from the fact that you pushed Knights all the way here or is it just the frustration of in the game and not able to get over the line? To be fair, I
3: think you know our, our goal is not going to change top four is still still our goal i think uh, you know knights have lost to lines before they've lost to olympic before like all the top four teams lose to each other i think tonight's a disappointing night like, for us result wise um there's a lot of positives to take from tonight i think uh um you know alex was good tonight for the minutes he was able to play for us i think uh, young joshy was good again um very very disappointing not to get a positive result tonight but i think uh you know, after the positive start we had, I think uh, it's a little bit of a reality check for our boys. Um, you know, now coming into some games, which obviously they put pressure on themselves now to, to pick up results and then um, to finish the rounds. We've got, you know, Olympic, Pen Power and uh, Morton Bay, who are also going to be very difficult. So for us, it's uh, for us it's very important to, to have a look at tonight, to reassess and find out where we went wrong. Um, and uh, I think, you know, with the FFA Cup game as well, it allows us to get one or two troops back, which is important. Um, but yeah, very disappointing tonight. I'm going to
0: ask about Alex Parton's big weekend for See a few minutes in the A-League, which have sort of been pleasing for him and yourself. And then 55 minutes tonight, he's progressing really well year, obviously with eight goals already in the season so far. Yeah, he is, he is. He's, uh, he's made some big strides forward. I think
3: even tonight, I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, you drop back into, into the NPL, which I've always said is a, is a competitive league. I think there's some very good players in here and I think, uh, you know, those boys need to shine. I think Alex's goal tonight was well taken. I think he probably had a couple more chances as well, which if he wants to make that next step, he needs to uh, make the most of. Um, but that's no different to, you know, Cyrus and Keegan when he's in and, and our younger boys, they need to make the most of the ch- chances. I think in the first half we had a few that it was just that little bit of uh, composure. Uh, lack of efficiency that, that we need to be better at. So um, we'll work on that. Um, one defeat's not going to uh, not going to sum up our season. Um, and we'll, you know, look at Kapalabar next week. See how we can jump back on the the, uh, the three point train. I mean, that's our first defeat if you look at it in I think nine games. So um, it's a test for the boys, but. Uh, every week's going to be one
0: and just quickly you mentioned that there's a lot of future congestion moment FFA Cup games and all the rest of it does the fact that the Royal Youth Team obviously are not in those competitions and it's only one game a week, does that give you a bit of an event where you can just focus in on one game at a time with preparation or is it just is it just the hand that teams have dealt uh, to be
3: honest I'd love to keep playing I think uh, after the year we, we've we come off I think you know everyone wants to play games I think uh, we love to be involved in it. I think the players at some stage will be. Uh, we obviously come in, in a few rounds' time, so I'm hopeful and I'm confident Warren will give some opportunities to, to the boys coming through. Um, but at the same time, they need to deserve that with the performances they put in on the pitch in the NPL. I think tonight was disappointing for, for a lot. Um, result as well. Um, there's a lot for us to sort of work on. I'm lucky tonight, but good luck
0: next week against Kapalaba. Beautiful. Cheers. So that was the match winner, Marek Magic Madley, as they called him down at the Creation Sports Centre this afternoon, along with, the, along with the Raw coach, Chris Grossman. And also, that just briefly, because you did not agree with that nickname given to him. I thought it was a magic strike.
1: Oh, look, it was. Um, it's just I don't know if Marek's actually endorsed that. Uh, they, did, or they just made up that nickname. It's, it could be quite catchy, but... Uh, yeah, I like until, it. It's a good thing. Until, until uh, Marek actually qualifies and says, oh, yeah, I like that, I'm going to go, what the hell?
0: Any any catchy nickname is a good one. Now, we'll go through the rest of the results from the weekend now. In the games tonight, Brisbane Strikers lost, again, 3-0 at home to Logan Lightning. Gold Coast United picked up their first win on the grey Piddick, 5-1 over Sunshine Coast Wanderers. And on Saturday, Kapalabar, 3-1, winners at home over the Magic over Magpies. Crab, your pardon. Lions, 5-1 over Redlands on the Friday night. And the game was kicked off the round, Adam. Eastern Suburbs, 3. Olympic FC, 2. Now, uh, Peninsula Power, when they played against um olympic two weeks ago Looked like they stumbled onto something when they sat back defensively and hit on the counter and it seemed like east might have done a similar thing
1: yeah it's, it's probably the one result that's been sort of talking point um outside of a couple of the other games that we've discussed and um yeah it may have been um a case of you know accidental discovery that um all of a sudden, um, Olympic have dropped to two on the bounce, and it looks like that uh, that East may have deployed the same game plan that uh, Power accidentally stumbled upon. That is just to just to play defensively and get in behind. And um, look, Alex Simmons once again, you know, get getting getting a winning goal, you know, at Heath Park. You know, remember the goal he scored for Brisbane City late last season. He, he's, he's the hero again. But this is a huge scalp for uh, East as well. We thought maybe they're going to be a mid mid-table side, but look, this is a big win. And um, Olympic, you know, two losses on the bounce. Is this is their title challenge? Might be. You know, I'm not going to say gone or anything like that, anything that dramatic. But you know, losing losing to a team like East for them that that's gets trouble for their um the title ambitions i
0: think that's a little premature to me i was still they there creating an absolute abundance of chances and they might have to work on certain things and how they go about it but i still think there's more than enough quality for that olympic side oh, to, to get absolutely get, get yeah. themselves back on track but back-to-back losses is very unolympic like so we'll have to wait and see how they respond to that going forward now the game which I know you were most looking forward to this weekend, Mr. Mayor of Morton Bay, was <laughs> was the was derby day on Saturday night up there at AJ Kelly Park between Peninsula Power and Morton Bay. You And know, this was another really close match between these two sides. Obviously, it's one really of the closest matches they've played between them. Obviously, Peninsula Power maintained their 100% record in the derby fixture, 3-2 winners over Morton Bay. But this was much, much closer than what we've seen previously. And Morton Bay, you would if they had gone away with a point, you would have said they were thoroughly deserved it.
1: Yeah, um, I think Morton Bay, they, they gave Peninsula power, a real fright and even in defeat, I think they can hold their heads up high and say, you know what, they are they are a genuine threat to that top of breaking that so that top form you know monopoly that's been for a while because they they were really really good and look, I, I think the difference at the end of the day was one Andy Pengelly. Um let's say he he showed up he showed up. He scored, you know, two goals, and the two goals that you know they came from almost nothing. Um, and we, and that, that's sort of that, that's to me that's just, that's the summary. But I thought, you know, on balance, um, that you know, Morton Bay were actually probably slightly ahead, of the better team for, a lot of, especially going into half time. Was almost watching that game last night. That that you know, and it, this is very very unpotential um, power. Like to say that they were probably happier to see half time than what. Morton Bay were because they were you know, seriously on the ropes, but also as well, um, Brendan White probably rescued all three points. You know, with tremendous save, very very late in the game. So, again, the keeper and the striker paying big dividends for power, and their their perfect record remains.
0: They paid big dividends last night. Well, two goals from Andy Pengelly scored the opener and the winner ultimately in the 83rd minute. Josh Woolley also on the score sheet for Peninsula Power. Rio Ono and Daniel Chapniss, brother of Joey, on the score sheet for Morton Bay. And it was, again, I I keep looking at Morton Bay and thinking they're they're close. They're close to pushing into the top four, but it might just be that they're just, the young guys have gotten that side, like Zach Keapal, Will Edmiss, those guys, they might just take a little bit longer to get to that top four levels would you would you agree with that I do you still think they're a chance of making it into top four this year
1: I still think they're a chance I I, I genuinely still think they're a chance because I think you're right but I do agree with you I think they there's something le- not I'm not gonna say lacking but I think they're just they're just a, a beat behind where they need to be and I think uh, the coaching staff you know Royce Brownling and the coaching team there I think they will be the first to admit that they, they're just Slightly, you know, it, it, they're not far away, but they're close. I think, you know, some results, especially if they're able to recapture some results and take out a big scalp, you know, on the run home or the second half of the season, that might uh, that might sort of, you know, put them over as far as you know, a top four fish, maybe, you know, knock off Brisbane Roar or you know, something something like that. But uh, they they certainly are. We are talking about a top six as far as the sort of new. MPL order of things at the moment. They're definitely within that. I think they're they're very, very good side. I just think, yeah, they just missed the X factor that, you know, what a peninsula power or you know, some or a Gold Coast Knights are showing at the moment. Lions, we know it's there, it just hasn't appeared yet. Um and, and Olympic as well. Like I said, they've they've got yeah, obviously plenty of weapons that they they can at their disposal. So I think they're not there yet. I think they're a very, they're an excellent team. Um, but they're just just lacking that X factor at the moment, which will see them, you know, from you know top six into the top fourteen. But th- there's there's certainly plenty of time for them to that uh, for that to emerge.
0: It's also a relatively new squad, have made a lot of additions to that squad over the course of the offseason, so maybe it's taking a little bit longer for some players to get used to playing alongside each other, and maybe that might be a part of it. But for me, Peninsula Power, will talk about them briefly, Adam. I mean, this is what good teams do: is when they're not necessarily playing at their best, and they weren't playing at their best on in the first half on Saturday night they find a way. And that's what Absolutely, they did once again. Yeah. They, they found a way to win the game. And that's if you're gonna win trophies, that's what you need to do.
1: Yeah, but that simply is the hallmark of you know a champion team at the moment. And look, I think potential power are you know they position themselves as the favorites, you know, especially with the you know, a couple of results from this weekend, once the balance of games equalize out, um, yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna have a nice handy lead. You know, as far as on the, on the table, I think you know the the uh, premiership defence is certainly you know is certainly on. I think they'll be you know, they've got a good break on them at the moment. I think they said that the way they're playing at the moment, they're not playing at their best. They're missing. They're down on troops, especially defensively. Um, yeah, with you know a player like a Josh Woolley playing at left back at the moment. Um, yeah, but they're are still finding a way. And once those those players come back. Um, yeah, they're they're going to be they're going to be you know very very hard to sort of you know to stop their the uh, tall defence. But look, but there are good teams and you know as well that you now if their form dips and the other teams improve, it's going, it's going to be on for young and old.
0: We'll talk about the table in just a moment. First up, we did hear we did catch up with the assistant coach, produced by Ben Runs. Let's see what Ben has to say after the game on Saturday night with the win in the derby over Morton Bay United talked about assistant
4: coach Ben Ryan Ben the uh, Derby down saw by a fifth straight win, but they really made your work for it tonight. Now they're a good side um, so it was we knew before the game was going to be tough obviously we haven't played for two weeks and uh, haven't really trained, I think we had one session so um, we knew it was going to be tough it was physical to local derby um, they're always up for it against us and they always make it tough especially here
0: Funny enough so
4: yeah we're, we're obviously happy with the three points
0: you anything special at half-time? Because it seemed like they were really standing on top of you towards the back end of the first half and then in the second half in the first 15 minutes it seemed like your side really began to take the ascendancy once again. Um,
4: I'm trying to think what was said at half-time. <laughs> um, I, I think I just said more to kind of... We had three or four booked in the first half on yellow cards. I said, look, you just got to be sensible, you got to you know, be smarty in the second half and just get the ball down and play, don't get involved. Um and I think obviously we changed the system just before half time which probably has made the difference that you're talking about.
0: You mentioned a change of system. We saw a very different approach to the game against the Olympic two weeks ago. How you as a coach to be able to mix and match systems during the game as you mentioned, but also continue to pick up the points?
4: Well in pre-season we worked on three different systems. We've obviously got one system that we've had for four years, um so a lot of the lads who've been here for a while obviously understand that one. We then worked on the two up front that we finished the season with and we worked on the three at the back so it's, it's handy to be able to change mid-game but you don't really like doing it because it means there's something's not gone right with the first plan.
0: Yeah, and again Andy Pengelli once again two goals tonight just an absolutely lethal strike like that that must make it so much easier for you as a, as a coaching staff be able to say, Look, we've got Andy Piengale, just get him the ball and in the first half the first goal was just a snapshot from nothing it must make it so much easier to have a, a strike yeah. like that.
4: I must admit, I couldn't believe the, the amount of room he was given, you know? and he had another one not long after, a very similar situation, but uh, we've just got to give him chances. You know. He's, um, he's proven now to, to, to get almost a goal a game, in his, um, well, probably he's a bit more in his NPL career really, but we've just got to give him chances, and uh, if we do and we defend well, we always give ourselves a chance.
0: And you've got a busy schedule coming up now. we have got the FFA Cup tie midweek against New Farm, a league game. You've got a catch-up NPL game, and more FFA Cup. I mean, this is getting really hectic this time of year now, isn't it?
4: Yeah, and it's, you know, lads are three, four nights a week out, there, out the house in that. But uh, today was the first of four, hopefully, I mean, if we win the Cup game, obviously, in 14 days. And um, we've passed that test, so we move on to New Farm now on Wednesday. And hopefully, we can win that one. And it, it, cliches again, yep. you, one game at a time. In it, so. That right, well, good
0: luck. Did that game with so, New Farm,
4: great section the win tonight. All right, thank you,
0: boys. That was all Ben Ryan had to say on Saturday night. Now we'll go through a table for the first time in the season. Adam in the NPL Men's and Peninsula Power. They do lead the league after after the fifth round. After they've won four games out of four on twelve points, Gold Coast they got a game in hand as well to be played as well against Gold Coast United at some point. Gold Coast Knights are in second. Oh, they're equal equal top on goal, different on twelve points, but they're behind on goal difference. Brisbane Roar Academy sit third. Olympic are fourth on nine points, tied with Moreton Bay United. Lions are down in sixth place on eight points. At this stage, Logan are uh, into seventh place. Sunshine Coast in eighth. Capalaba ninth. Gold Coast United in 10th. Eastern Suburbs are, are in 11th. And then the bottom three at the moment, Magpies, Crusaders, Redlands, and Brisbane Strikers, Adam.
1: Yeah, a couple, a couple of takeaways from that. Brisbane Raw at the moment, the best the best um, attacking record in the league and equal best defence. So it's rare that you get both of those um, and, and still be in third. But that shows the nature. Only that's
0: of... a league-leading formula.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and they, and they had a chance to go top tonight, but uh, dropping three points—that might be the one thing you know that that you know also disappointed you know Chris Grossman you know in, in the interview. Also as well, Logan, Logan Lightning are up in the seventh. Um, they've they've got two wins, and that that's very very valuable for them. Obviously for their um survival hopes, and their their wins against teams that they should be beating. And the other sort of you know of outside the obvious, Capalaba are also up in ninth. And they they're a side that we tipped. I think pretty much across you, me and James in, on the podcast in our predictions uh, that we actually put it in the bottom, but uh, yeah, it's, so they got, they grabbed the win um, over, over Magpies Crusades on the plastic on Saturday night, but also as well, that, that win over lines in the in the deluge, um, that that's going to become very, very valuable, you know, especially, you know, in the race home, especially if they are going to be, you know, sucked into that relegation battle. So, so yeah, that's no, no the recollection
0: that... of any such prediction. By the way,
1: <laughs> like, uh, sorry, we burnt those. Sorry.
0: Yeah, speaking of Capalaba, however, on the synthetic pitch at South United, they moving on to NPL Women. They finally got their season underway. Capalaba midweek in the round one catch up game, Capalaba against the Gap, and it was one a one 0 win for Capalaba over the Gap. A goal from Amy Chapman and a beautiful, beautiful ball from Billy Murphy to pick her out. It was an absolutely well worked goal to to win what was a Pretty even contest between the two sides.
1: Yeah, we finally actually got to see Kapalabar play a game after 20 26 days or something since the season started. But um, yeah, look, uh, Amy Chapman, yeah, well taken goal, but I mean, she was pretty much dominant throughout the entire game. It makes it makes you wonder, you know, her her sort of you know high high around playing in MPL sort of you know playing very well. Like why was she she not? Uh, you know, maybe at least I don't know. Maybe she was asked by the RAW whether she'd make an appearance or whether the um, Team Fox Sports prevented her from making that transfer for that semi-final. Point point being is that she she looks to be in great form. You know, her experience is going to be key to Capella Bar's you know challenge there. Um, yeah, but look the gap as well. Uh, they they're unlucky. They're unlucky. I think that this is these are the two. Two quality teams that are going to, we're going to see you know, plenty of them this season in the MPL, especially when they, they split into the two divisions later in the year.
0: Absolutely. We see Amy Chapman around the place quite a bit, given her commitments to, with Fox Sports. So maybe next time we see Amy, you can ask her that question why wasn't she involved in the Raw in that semifinal? We're we'll see what she does have to say <laughs> oh, about dear. that. But
1: I might have just stood in it then. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> that was oh, you. Well. That was you. Nothing to do with me. But we'll look at the other results in round four. and We'll start with Friday night in the game, which we covered as our NPR women's match of the round out of Moreton Bay United, 3-2 winners against Eastern Suburbs. And this was a match-up, which we always thought there was going to be goals in it, given the way that Morton Bay started the season. But it was a really, really close contest.
1: Yeah, um... Morton, Morton Bay, uh, two wins in forty eight hours. They they uh, beat Olympic six three in a catch up game on on the Wednesday night, and then turned around Friday night at home and beat beat Eastern Suburbs, which we actually thought was going to be a huge test because um, they've been be picking up wins against teams that you know they they're probably given their recruitment and the sort of quality of players that they've 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 picked up that they should should have been beating but this was the first day real test for this Morton Bay side and look they passed the flying colors
0: absolutely it was a great result it was a great week for Morton Bay actually because of the fact they had the midweek game 48 hours earlier against Olympic which they won away from home at Goodwood Park as well in another catch-up game from earlier in the season so it was two games played in about 48 hours span and in terms of the NPL season, season where it's it's a if they play each other once and the league splits in half, that's those six points are invaluable.
1: Oh, absolutely, and um, and yeah, like I said, it's a team. It's a team that's built to score goals. Um, they seem to be doing it at, at will. And um, although the injury to uh Lani Fry, that might so sort of be cause for concern as far as um. As far as sort of going forward, you know, as how potent because she, she, she is the centerpiece of that attack at Moreton Bay, or at least was. You know, she, you know, went down with you know what looked like a very, very sort of you know, you know, you know, bad knee injury. But uh, and we, we sort of wait and see how bad that that injury is. Um, she had to be assisted off the pitch, and uh, yeah, but uh, look. Morton Bay, I think uh, they're, they're showing signs at the moment that they that they could be one of the teams that you know they could sneak into that um, into the top half coming to the um, when they come to the split after round seventeen.
0: Absolutely, on Lanny Fryer, I mean, we hope that it's mm. not as serious as it appeared to be. I mean, may, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's like Jack gets injury in the A League, where it's not as serious as it first appeared, because Lanny Fryer, as we as you know, Adam, is one of the most talented players in the NPL women's and it's been a regular thorn in opposition sides in the front third as a goal scorer over oh, the last number of years with the gap and the raw raw QAS before that now with Morton Bay. So fingers crossed we can see Laney back on the field in the not-too-distant future. Now, with Eastern and Southern, it's, it's their third straight defeat to start the season, but there's a bit of a false read in that, isn't there? They played against the two the um, defending Premier Gold Coast, defending champion Lions, and now they're playing against the Morton Bay side who are stocked full of attackers. So it's been a bit of a tough start at the Leafs, isn't it? But they've still got more than enough quality as they showed on Friday to make a run towards the top half of the table.
1: Absolutely. I think, um, yeah, the, the draw has done them absolutely no favors as far as, the present. Um I think obviously that that their their run's gonna come sort of later on. Obviously one what they've like I said they've got the advantage now they've taken they've now played at least you know Gold Coast and um and Lions who are the sort of two dominant teams in this league. They played them back to back. So they're gonna they're obviously now going to start you know playing some teams that are probably of a lesser standard than them. They'll start picking up the points. So even though they sit you know currently tonight on, in sixteenth place of seventeen I would I would expect them to watch them you know, rise at the table pretty quickly.
0: Absolutely. I don't expect them to stay there for very long at all. Elsewhere in round four in the NPL Women's, Brisbane City 4, Peninsular Power 2, South United 4, Logan Lightning 1, Western Pride 6, South West Queensland Thunder 1, and Lions FC, the defending champions, roll on 8-1 winners over Sunshine Coast Warners. Now, this, it wouldn't be South East Queensland football, move without some postponements due to wet weather. So, Capalaba, Virginia... Mitchelton, Gold Coast and Olympic QAS have been have been rained out at this stage, so they'll be caught up at a later date as we look a, look now towards the table in the NPL women's. And it's a bit of a familiar table that we've seen in the last couple of years. Lions are here at top of the table, four wins out of four on 12 points, second and Morton Bay, making a resurgence from last year, obviously. Then you've got Brisbane City, the QAS gap, South United, Gold Coast, Western Pride, Capalabar, Mitchelton rounding out the top 10. So... A bit of an interesting mix, isn't it? We're used to seeing Lions at the top, but Morton may heading back towards the top of the table this year, perhaps as well. Having played in the grand final in 2019, struggled last year, started quite well this year.
1: Yeah, 20, 20 goals in four four games uh, for them, and actually outscored Lions, um, which that, that's no that's no mean feat because uh, it's that Lions team, um, like I said, they they put eight past uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers, uh, you know. Earlier tonight, so they—they like said—they're built for scoring. The thirteen goal against is probably not ideal, but when, when you're scoring goals, you know, as proficiently as they are at the moment, until they take on the top teams, I don't think it's be too much of a worry.
0: Absolutely, we'll talk about FQPL now, Adam. And it was a a bit of a truncated weekend in the FQPL. Unfortunately, again, wet weather has played havoc there. We'll talk about FQPL one first, Holland Park. At home, went down three goals, two to the Sun, South West Queensland Thunder. Beg your pardon, so it was 3-2 win for the Thunder. Two-all draw between Southside Eagles and Sunshine Coast Fire. Western Pride 1-0 winners over Wynnum. And Rochedale 2-1 against Mitchelton. And once again, a couple of sides who struggled a little bit towards the back end of last year, Adam, have made a, a bit of a resurgence earlier this year.
1: Yeah, look, I think the uh, Holland Park... Um, yeah, going down 3-2 to Southwest Queensland, Thunder. I think that's a it's a good result for both teams, I think. Right? if if that if that's possible. Um Thunder, they're the game. I would say last season, that would have be been a game that they could have possibly, you know, would have dropped points in. maybe not lost completely, but that would probably be a draw. But also as well, it's a positive result for Holland Park that they they are competitive against, you know, a team that is a Top contender as far as you know the premiership and and or promotion. So, um, like I said, on you know as far as result goes, three two will be disappointing for 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 Holland Park. But uh, like I said, that's encouraging signs for them. Uh, Southside Eagles also take a point um, from Sunshine Coast as well. That's uh, they're obviously still going uh, along pretty well.
0: Absolutely, the league leaders Brisbane City they have their game rained out and they will play. South United scheduled for tomorrow night. Hopefully that game can go ahead there at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. Into the FQPL two, Adam. And there's only there's only three games here that took place out of the four. Turinga Rovers 5-1 winners over Samford. Grange 3-0 over Coomera. And the game which we saw a little bit of before we came home from the um, Gold Coast this, this evening, Caboolture 4, Magic United 0.
1: Yeah, uh, Caboolture looked like uh, they... But probably the Kabulcha and Turinga both look like they're probably the top dogs in that league. I think that's now, like I said, without much form reference now, even after round three, um, it's starting to emerge that you know, Kabulcha. And Turinga both are scoring goals for fun almost, but they're also sort of now starting to shut out teams. Um the Kabulcha game, I think all the goals scored after pretty much after we actually walked out in the car park because I'm pretty sure that you know, it was nil all when we when we when we left um stuff it was probably about half an hour after after kickoff. So so uh Luca Pullen scoring a double there and he's he's I think he would be he might be second um with Sean Cambassis. <laughs> as far as the Golden Boot in the uh, in, in in FQPL two, but they look like the two are uh, standing at the moment. Um, Grange Grange as well three 0 win over Coomera. Still too I to know so far the rest of the league where that sort of sits and lies. And the big derby between uh, North Star and Virginia and I, which got which supposed to be played Friday night, that now happens on Tuesday against two clubs that have eight kilometres between those two teams. As, the, as as the roads go, anyway, it might be a bit might be a bit less by the as the crow flies.
0: Hopefully, it's a bit of a fiery derby then, perhaps, and also the game to keep an eye on in a few weeks between Turinga and Caborto, I think you're right. That's yeah. probably that's the one to keep an eye on in the FQPL too. Now, who would you who would you say is your performer of the week, Adam?
1: Um, for me, I'm going to go with potential Power striker Andy Pangali. I just thought the two goals he scored. I think that was that was a difference on um, last night against uh, more a very game Morton Bay team and look, you know, two goals that came from absolutely nothing, but that's why he's probably the best striker in uh, NPL Queensland right now. Um, and has been for, and has him for a while because he is that lethal. And yeah, like I said, he, he does his job as a striker. He's scoring goals and large reason why potential power are four out of four so far.
0: Absolutely, it's a great choice. Now, I'll go for Alex Parsons, an unbelievable strike into the top corner today for the Brisbane Roar Academy away to Gold Coast. You know, at night it's in a beaten team, but he was absolutely instrumental to the way that, go- that Brisbane Roar played and looks like they've got a fine young player on their hands there at the Roar Academy. Now, before we go, we do want to talk about something just quickly. The Matildas played overnight. We'll talk about the actual result and all the rest of it on our regular show on Wednesday. But it's worth mentioning, Adam, because there's two players who made their debut overnight who, who played not too long ago in the NPL Queens, then obviously was the India Page Riley, was part of that 2018 championship-winning RAW QAS squad, progressed to the RAW and now playing overseas. And Alexandra Hyun was at South in 2019, now playing overseas in Italy, but both made their Matilda's debut overnight. And I think it's a pretty good, pretty proud moment for NPL Queens as a whole that there's two players who played here not too long ago who are now playing overseas and are now fully-fledged internationals.
1: Yeah, no, no, oh, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to both Indy and Alex, uh, you know, for for get, for being capped for their country. There, yeah, you know, there is no greater honour than being, you know, representing your country. And you know, like I said, the occasion itself may not be um, remembered fondly as far as the result goes. Uh, but as far as that moment of, being, of coming on for your first game, you know, both of them should be very, very proud. And, you know, like I said, we, it was only a couple of years ago that we were seeing them running around in um, the NPL Women's Queensland here, which serves so a good reminder for all those uh, women that are playing in that league that it is possible. It is. It is possible to go from Queensland to playing, you know, for the Matildas, especially given, you know, the emphasis on the Women's World Cup in a couple of years' time. Um, there is no better time to say that, you know, the pathway is there, and you know, Indian and Alex are are living proof of that.
0: Absolutely, the pathway is most certainly there in the NPL. Too. If you if you're good enough, you can springboard into the professional ranks and even overseas to the international teams if you're good enough. So, the pathway is there, and there's two great examples of it there now. Adam, we're just about out of time now, so we might wrap it up here. We'll talk more about that on our full show on Wednesday, but yep. that brings to an end this edition of the MPL Sunday Show. Adam, thanks for join me once again. Yep, thanks, Scott. Alright, we'll talk to you all once again next weekend. Get out and enjoy the FA Cup action during the week, along with the rescheduled league games, and we'll talk to you all after next weekend's fixtures.